Hello and welcome to prayer in the evening for today, Tuesday the 9th of June. As we gather together to pray at the end of this day, we recognise that we don't pray alone, but our prayers are joined with those of all God's people. All those who speak different languages, all those from different cultures, and indeed all the saints who have gone before us. Be swift, O God, to save us. Come quickly, Lord, to help us. From the rising of the sun to its setting, may the Lord's name be praised. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be for ever. Amen. We know that so often... In our lives we find it difficult to do what is right and very easy to stray from God's path and so we come to God to confess our sins. Most merciful God we confess to you before the whole company of heaven that we have sinned in thought, word and deed and in what we have failed to do. Forgive us our sins. Heal us by your Spirit and raise us to new life in Christ. Amen. So friends, hear the good news. That if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Thanks be to God. And now thanks to my colleague, Pastor Jacob Molyneux. As we listen to the hymn, God forgave my sin in Jesus' name. And as we listen to it, may we take those words to heart and live by them. God forgave my sin in Jesus' name. I've been born again in Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name I come to you to share his love as he told me to. He said, freely, freely, you have received. Free, free. 
and now a prayer for the evening. O God, in whom there is no darkness, with whom the night is as the day, enlighten us by your presence that waking or sleeping we may dwell in your peace. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so our psalm for this evening is Psalm 10. Why stand so far off, O Lord? Why hide yourself in time of trouble? The wicked in their pride persecute the poor. Let them be caught in the schemes they have devised. The wicked boast of their heart's desire. The covetous curts and revile the Lord. The wicked in their arrogance say God will not avenge it. In all their scheming God counts for nothing. They are stubborn in all their ways for your judgments are far above out of their sight. They scoff at all their adversaries. They say in their heart I shall not be shaken. No harm shall ever happen to me. Their mouth is full of cursing, deceit and fraud. Under their tongue lie mischief and wrong. They lurk in the outskirts, and in the dark alleys they murder the innocent. Their eyes are ever watching for the helpless. They lie in wait, like a lion in his den. They lie in wait to seize the poor. They seize the poor when they get them into their net. The innocent are broken and humbled before them. The helpless fall before their power. They say in their heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face away. He will never see it. Arise, O Lord God, and lift up your hand. Forget not the poor. Why should the wicked be scornful of God? Why should they say in their hearts, you will not avenge it? Surely you behold trouble and misery. You see it and take it into your own hand. The helpless commit themselves to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and malicious. Search out their wickedness until you find none. The Lord shall reign for ever and ever. The nations shall perish from his land. Lord, you will hear the desire of the poor. You will incline your ear to the fullness of their heart to give justice to the orphan and oppressed, so that people are no longer driven in terror from the land. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. And our other reading is from Paul's letter to the Romans, Romans chapter 4, verse 13 through to the end of the chapter. Romans 4, Verse 13 through to the end of the chapter. For the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason it depends on faith, 
in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hoping against hope, Abraham believed that he would become the father of many nations according to what was said. So numerous shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about a hundred years old. Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words it was reckoned to him were written not for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was handed over to death for our trespass, and was raised for our justification. May God add his blessing to those words this day. Amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, who has looked with favour on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. God has mercy on those who fear him from generation to generation. The Lord has shown strength with his arm, and scattered the proud in their conceit, casting down the mighty from their thrones and lifting up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things, and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, to remember the promise of mercy, the promise made to our forebears, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. And now we come to our prayers for the world in which we live, for the people that are a part of it, and for the church to which we're called. As is my usual custom during these prayers, there'll be a pause of about 30 seconds to enable you to bring those things which particularly concern you, to God as your prayer. That can be done out loud or it can be done in silence, for God hears both. But I would also encourage you, as I do from time to time, if you're able to pause the recording and simply spend some time in God's presence. And as you sit before the throne of God, then listen for God's voice, for prayer is not just about our wants and our needs, but prayer is a conversation in which we hear as well as speak to God. So let us pray. Christ, through whom all things were made, sustain all creation. 
Christ exalted in the lowest and the least, give us humility. Christ present in the poor and the oppressed, fill us with compassion. Christ forsaken in the hungry and the homeless, minister to them through our hands. Christ present where two or three are gathered, be known among us. Christ present in word, sacrament and sign, grant us your peace. And so, loving God, we bring to you the world in which we live, full of problems, full of concern. And so we pray for those who are oppressed, those who have no voice, those who fear their voice is ignored. We pray for those parts of our world that are consumed by violence. Remembering that even as our news is full of COVID-19, other forms of suffering are just as real in our world today. We pray for the leaders of our nations that they may, t may have wisdom as Christ did, the one who came not to be served, but to serve. And we pray for all who have power in the world, economic or political, nationally or locally, or even globally, that they might use their privilege and their voice and their resources to bring about a world that more resembles the kingdom of God. We pray for all who struggle today because of illness, whether physical or mental. Those suffering anxiety because of the enforced lockdown, those who are anxious because they don't, still do not feel safe. Those who are anxious because they have not been able to meet with friends and family. And those left to care for loved ones in difficult situations without such help as would normally be available. Remember all who mourn and all who are about to set off on their final journey towards death. And we pray for the church throughout the world. We pray that your church might be something that enables others to see the love of God in action. We pray that we might not be so caught up in our own buildings and fellowships that we fail in our duty to be part of the mission of God. We pray for the church where it is persecuted. But also remember 
with sadness that many are persecuted by those who would profess the faith of Jesus Christ. In our Methodist cycle of prayer, we pray for Christians in Latin America, remembering particularly the Methodist Church in Argentina, in Brazil, in Colombia and in Venezuela. And we pray for the Cumbria district of the Methodist Church of Great Britain and for its chair, the Reverend James Tebbett. And now in a period of quiet, we bring to God those people, places and situations that weigh heavily upon us this day. And finally, we pray for ourselves. Loving God, you call us to respond, to receive and to let go, and invite us to trust our gospel, your gospel call, your gospel way and your gospel life. Wherever life is full, joy is deep and grace abundant, or where these gifts are yet glimpsed and yearned for, Help us to let go and to take up, to give and to receive and in all our ventures and deliberations, to be inspired and guided by the dying and rising of your Son, our Shepherd, Saviour and Companion. Thus, may we come to rest in your eternal self-giving love, glimpsed in beauty, received in kindness made known in fellowship with you and one another, enduring forever in our hills, our valleys and our dwelling places. And all our prayers could bring in and through the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Saviour. Amen. And now as our Saviour taught his disciples, we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that, by thee we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord our God, at the ending of this day and in the darkness and silence of this night, 
Cover us with healing and forgiveness, that we may take our rest in peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the blessing of God, creator, sustainer and redeemer, be with us. Be with those that we love and be with those that God wants us to love this day and always. Amen. We will lie down in peace and take our rest for you alone, Lord. Make us dwell in safety. And may the souls of the faithful, through the mercy of God, rest in peace and rise in glory. Amen. And so God bless in all that you do. Until we pray together again. <laughs>